Welcome to the Gibraltar Heritage Trust podcast series. I'm Alice Mascareñas, and this time we give you an insight into the mind of an author. There are seven books, all really good summer reads, in the detective locally based series, The Bruciano Mysteries. We chat to local author Dr. Sam Benedy about placing the detective Giovanni Bruciano in history. He co-wrote this series of books with another well-known local author, the late Mary Chappie. It started about 15 years ago when Mary Chappie approached me and said, you know, I want to write a detective story set in Gibraltar. I'd always loved detective stories and I myself had, had thought about writing a, a detective story set in Gibraltar in the past. And so I latched onto this idea and I said, well, when do you want to set it? And she said very firmly, 1813. I said, why 1813? I want to bring a Jane Austen character in it. And uh, Captain Wentworth, who features in uh, Persuasion, was, in, was actually in Gibraltar in 1813. So I said, oh, fine, I said. And I said, there was a yellow fever epidemic in 1813. So, so bringing my bit into it, and we were off. It obviously fitted in very well because yeah. it's a period that you knew very yeah. well because of George exactly. Don. Exactly, yes. But how does one marry fiction and history and the facts of history? Surely it just doesn't happen just like yeah. that. Well, the mega facts of history were always in the background and they weren't really part of the plot, they were just part of the setting. Uh, the details, well, Mary was a... A, a Jane Austen enthusiast. So in matters of dress and food and habits, you know, we had it made. So we had the background, we had the environment, it was just a matter of, of uh, furnishing the plot and the detective. And so we wanted a detective who was a Gibraltarian uh, and decided to make him a half, half Genoese, half English Gibraltarian, which basically gave him an inn with all parts of the community. And then I said, he's got to be 51 years old. I said, why 51 years old? I said, because I want, to, I want him to be 18 in, in 1780. And I want the next book is going to be about the Great Siege. At that point, Mary had only thought of a single book, but suddenly we were launched into a whole series. Let's paint that picture of the 1800s <clears throat> and how you build the scene, if you like, for, for the, the first book. Oh, in, in the 1800s? I suppose, uh, you know, we, we had the, the environment and the geography of Gibraltar in mind and uh, what we knew about, about what people were doing at the time. And, but basically, we just sort of, you know, we were dealing with people and we, we just depicted people, not necessarily 19th century people or any particular sort of people, just people. In terms of places and where Bresciano was based and where he lived, hmm. How do you establish that? How do you... Because it's a very different Gibraltar then to, to now. Yes. We, we put him in Main Street because he was, he, was one of, he was part of the commercial community and he would have lived in Main Street. We gave him roots up in the Buena Vista where his father, you know, who had been impoverished when he came, had to work. And we put his office in Main Street and in fact we put it almost opposite John McIntyre Square so that he could complain about uh, Mr. Cardoso and uh, uh, blocking his view. When, of course, the city hall yes, was, we, was yes, built. Yes, yes. Do you work from a map so that you'd get the places right? How, how, you know, historically, how accurate are you? We, or, we, or, or how accurate do you try to be in that sense? Well, we, we were trying to be accurate. We, I mean, we, we, we did publish maps, but the maps were, were published after the event, when the, when the book 
came to publication to, to guide the reader rather than us. I mean, we knew where we were. Now, Sam, you did an awful lot of research for your book on, on George John, but how much more historical matters did you have to go into? How much more did you have to research for Brosiano? Not, not very much. I mean, we, you know, the, I, I knew the history uh, as, as much as anybody else knew it, uh, and, uh, and we just fitted the story into the history. Obviously, with the Great Siege, we had, when we went to the second book, we had to look into the Great Siege and, 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 and so on. And you've done seven books on, on Brasiano yeah. now. Uh, sadly, as we know, Mary is no longer with us. Yes, but how do you move from one book to the next? And, and how does history move with it? Uh, having done the 1813 one, which was what Mary wanted, we'd, uh, we decided, or I decided, or she agreed, we went to the beginning. So we did the next one, the Great Siege. There was Bassano, a raw 18-year-old who volunteers for the for the for the army. And from there, from then on, we just moved forward, and the uh, we we tried to fit most of the things into into a certain uh, historical context. So the next one was when a uh, an army doctor is sent to Morocco to treat the the son of the Sultan, and we send Morocco with Pearls of, of Tangier. So we send Morocco, we send uh, uh, Bresciano with him, and the story develops from there. Uh, then we moved on to, to the, uh, the, the Duke of Kent, or Prince Edward, as he then was, uh, coming to Gibraltar as an officer with his mistress. So we get his mistress kidnapped, and we set that one mainly in Spain around the San Roque, well, the Franca area. So the next one was the, the Devil's Tongue where we have Bresciano accused of murder. And there, there wasn't a particular historical context, it was just happened to be the date that the French wars began. So there was no particular mega history around that one. The next one was uh, the death in, in Paradise Realm. And there we put it with the Duke of Kent again when he came as governor and provoked this mutiny and so on. So, so that was the background. The last one, well, Mary wanted to call it a day, but I had already had a plot for something happening in 1817. And I wanted that, so she indulged me and we did that seventh one. In terms of how you, you wrote together, because you, you both had very defined mm. uh, areas of, of, mm. of writing, and I, I know that you, you did a lot of it on email as well. Tell us a little bit about that background and how you steered the history side of the, mm. of the novels. Well, we, we uh, obviously met initially and, and decided on, on, a, on a plot. And we didn't, it wasn't the whole plot, I mean, the, in the first book, The, uh, the Murderer in Welling Lane, we didn't know who the murderer was nearly the end, we hadn't decided. So, <laughs> it was a lot of flying on the seat of, by the seat of our pants, in, in a way. Uh, and certainly, yes, we did do it by email, and we did it in order, you know. Uh, I wrote a chapter, she would look at it, make, make her comments, corrections, uh, we'd, and, then, and then she'd do the next chapter, and so on. And we'd meet every few weeks you know, physically, in order to discuss things and so on. So how did you steer the history side? And was there a lot of poetic there was no, uh, license in it? Did Mary, um, did you have to steer Mary back to the history? Did Mary have to steer you back to the history? I tended to, to go into sort of suddenly whiz off and into sort of subplots that I just thought of. And Mary, you know, had to sort of rein me in a bit, though she did accept many of the, of the variations that I had. Uh, I had to... Uh, keep an eye on Mary, uh, uh, who was not aware of some historical things. I mean, uh, in the 1813, uh, she had Bresciano 
look at the photograph of her dead of, of of his dead wife and her Mary. There weren't photographs in those days, so we turned that into into a, a miniature painting. But that was, there were things like that. How did you build his character? How did you build Bresciano? What kind of a person did did you want him to be? That, of course, he had to be a man in the 1800s, in yes. the early 1800s. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we, we tried to make him a, a pleasant character, people, uh, people liked, and uh, we, we didn't want a thinking machine. We didn't want a Sherlock Holmes or a, you know, sort of a, one of these. Uh, we wanted somebody who bumbled around a bit and didn't really know what he was doing, but eventually it, it got there. The police force hadn't been created no, there was no by, by there was, George, there was, there was no There was no police force. Uh, George John, of course, as we know, was changing the yes. civilian side of, of yeah. the population, yeah. cleaning up Gibraltar at yes. the time when he was already there. Yeah. Yeah. And Bresciano, then, how, how does he become a detective? What makes him a detective? And I mean, we're talking of the 1800s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we gave him an official uh, post in 1813, and we made him a, a, an inspector of districts, which was set up by the predecessors of George Don, uh, in order to to look after the district during an epidemic. So, so that so that meant that that whoever found the body in 1813 reported to Bresciano, and raised doubts about as, as to whether this was a natural death from yellow fever, and Bresciano was then impelled to to investigate. And how did you over, uh, overcome the fact that? At that time, the civilian population was kind of was quashed really by by the military. Mm. Uh, how would how did you go about giving him those powers, if you like? Well, uh, as I say, I gave him an official position, so he had a certain rights, let's say, to to be looking after that particular area and that particular death in that particular area. I think by making the officers uh, cooperative, you know, we make him a friend of the doctor in charge. Uh, we make the uh, the town major a bit sort of standoffish, but prepared to listen to him. You know, we we had we, obviously we had to make we had to do something to make it possible for him to detect. The history sat there in the background. You know, it didn't it didn't really interfere with the plot. We've had a very rich history in Gibraltar. We have so indeed. that kind of facilitated. Yes, your, indeed. Your yes, novels yes, yes. or Prussian. Yes, they were they were interesting times. So so I hope we transferred. Some of the interest to our books. I, I, I love them, and I, I actually read them again not long ago, and I, I thought they were quite good. And do you feel that you you did justice to history? I think so. Within our within our limited abilities, I think we did. Doctor Sam Benedy, co-author with the late Mary Chappie of the Bruciano Mysteries. The books all make great summer reading. The seven novels begin with The Murder in Gurleywig Lane, followed by Fall of a Sparrow, The Pearls of Tangier, The Princess Lady, The Devil's Tongue, Death in Paradise Ramp, and the last in the series, The Dead Can't Paint. All are available from the Gibraltar Heritage Trust bookshop, where you will find a great selection of books on the rock's history. This podcast series is presented and produced by me, Alice Mascareñas, as a trustee, together with Chief Executive Claire Montado for the Gibraltar Heritage Trust. Original music is by Guy Valarino. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust offices can be found at the Main Guard at 13 John McIntosh Square. Opening hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can contact the Trust on 200 42844 or check out the website 
gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi Until the next time, keep a watchful eye on heritage.